This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. I'm your host, Sheldon. And today we're actually going to be diving into the world where agriculture meets advanced technology. Talking to the people from Agrisphere. But before we get to that, just want to thank everybody for listening into the show and joining. This is the show where I teach you about being a safety consultant. Uh, We talk about OSHA compliance, we talk about regulatory things, we also talk about mindset for your business, making sure you're ready. So that's what we're going to do. So let's thank all the wonderful people that have been listening to the show. So let's uh, let's start with the BCast, because I want to make sure I get this in before our interview, right? So you guys know that I uh, I host on Bcast, and let's see what their numbers are telling me by countries and listeners. So U.S. number one, Finland, thank you. Number two, France, U.K., Canada, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Bahrain, South Africa, Thailand, Singapore, Italy, Hong Kong, Australia, Hungary, Spain, Belgium, Korea, Saudi Arabia, Malaysia. Ireland, Chechnya, Cambodia, Israel, Denmark, Algeria, Rwanda, China, New Zealand, UAE, Uganda, Greece, Baratheon. Oh, God, I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, you guys are going to have to send me in the chat how to say that right. You have to look that one up. Norway, Japan, Egypt, Qatar, and Qatar. I don't know. You guys are going to have to help me out with that one, too. Uh, Sweden, Taiwan, Croatia, Kenya, and India. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, let's go over to the charts. I use Chartable for this one, and this is going to be uh, my category, uh, the Apple Podcast category for the show. Uh, right now in Saudi Arabia, we are 114. Awesome. Thank you, gang. That means you're listening and sharing it with friends, and I really appreciate that. South Africa, we're at 222 right now. Turkey, number 27. What? Turkey, 27. Awesome. 75 in Chile and Qatar, 26. Everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the show. You guys are all like super rock stars. Rock stars, you all. That is awesome. So let's give you the chartable one. And there's two in the global reach for my category in government, it's 234. And in the U.S., I am 186. So again, that's because you are listening, you're sharing it with friends, you're uh, telling colleagues about the show, and that's awesome. So thank you. So right now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about today's episode. I'm going to talk to Agrisphere, and I have a little accent when I say it, so forgive me. (laughs) 
they're not just a regular company. They're all truly uh, like superheroes, you know. And it's just in the agriculture industry, you know, they just blend all kinds of powers, such as cloud-based solutions with magic of safety and operation management together. So they're pretty cool. So what happened is I had a student, Glenn, and uh, Glenn Dickey is part of Agrisphere, and he was going through, we actually, Glenn had COS with me and COSM, so some of you may know COS as Certified Occupational Safety Specialist, and COSM as Certificate Occupational Safety Manager. I am an instructor for both of those through the Alliance Safety Council. So just go to costtraining.org, pick a class. If it's online, chances are you'll have me as your instructor. So we're talking in class and he's like, oh man, we do this. And uh, it was just really cool kind of hearing in class the experience and, and the knowledge that he had. And I figured, all right, let's get these two together. And that was Frank Bears and Glenn Dickey together. They're, they're the dynamic duo of, of Agosphere. And honestly, uh, they've been, it was really eye-opening hearing them. Uh, the solutions that they have for their clients, they're like the Swiss army knife of the agriculture industry. You know, you need management consulting. All right, check. Training. All right, you got it. Site auditing check. It's amazing. And the cloud-based software that they created is like a genie in a bottle for the agriculture needs, you know? So honestly, uh, I thought it was really cool talking to them, getting a good idea of the all-safe program that they have. Uh, they use it uh, in many ways, but then also... It's like for every solution that their client needs, they kind of have to think beyond the box for safety consulting and not just being consultants in safety and health, but then providing all other services uh, for clients. So it's just like they grew with their clients, if you would. Uh, so the benefit of hearing Glenn and Frank today is uh, Frank really talked a lot about uh, how they developed different aspects of their company. So I want you guys who are considering being safety consultants to listen real close just so that you could get an idea that, you know, you don't always have to think the audit part or the compliance part. There's a few other things that you could, you kind of mix in, you know, like, uh, I know Frank was kind of like a master chef, you know, just mixing in a little EHS here, a little production productivity here, a little quality here and get you a nice little ingredient for his clients. So truly had a great time talking with Frank and Glenn. You guys are going to have a wonderful time just listening. So just go ahead and let's sit back, just uh, kind of relax. And then let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of Agashir. about yourselves good afternoon sheldon uh 
as you said, my name's Frank, Frank Byers. I'm uh, one of the co-founders and current president of Agrisphere Services, LLC. And I'm joined here by my associate, Glenn Dickey. Yep, and I uh, have been in children's uh, COSS and COSM classes, both of them. Absolutely. Yep. And you're still around? <laughs> you, you haven't kicked me out yet? No, we'll be, in fact, we'll be sending another one your way here pretty soon. Oh, uh, that's great. Not when you're... That's excellent. I, um, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with the, the terminology, COS is Certified Occupational Safety Specialist, COS M, Certificate of Occupational Safety Manager. I am one of those uh, contract instructors for the program through Alliance Safety Council. So it's not my program, but I honestly enjoy teaching it because I get to meet these wonderful people who are currently doing safety and health and when glenn took my class uh he's like we do the same thing <laughs> you gotta you gotta uh get get my bus rank on and tell us a little bit about agrifere ag agrifere sphere <laughs> see my agrifere so so it's agri like agriculture and sphere as in just a 3d circle basically so uh the idea there is that we kind of encompass quite a few uh elements to help our customers uh with occupational health and safety and some other things that are related and have touch points in that program so uh when we were coming up with names it just seemed to fit and it sounded a little uh, futuristic yeah. uh considering we've got software and technology as a part of what we offer um so it's it's stuck. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing the conceptual side, uh, what were you doing before that? Uh, you mean before, uh, prior to Agrisphere yeah. forming? Yeah. So I actually was a uh, risk manager for a telecommunications company uh, that provided off-campus student housing with uh, IT services, uh, video, internet, Wi-Fi. And I worked in a lot of different uh, markets across the U.S. And so working uh, through business licenses, uh, we did a lot of directional underground boring. So we had to get permits, the legalities thereof, et cetera, et cetera, which the kind of the field construction side is what uh, initially got me more familiar with construction safety prior to really focusing on agriculture, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Wow. Cool. Glenn, what about yourself? Um, well, like, as you know, I think we've talked before. Uh, I worked at a plant, Archer Daniels Middle, ADM, uh, for 10 years. And then when I left there, I kind of met up with Frank, and since we're both in the same field as far as safety, and it's been a rolling battle since then. I mean, it seems like we don't ever have enough time to get everybody in. You know, in fact, during the class time, you and I have discussed a few of our clients that we've been through, not necessarily the names, but the situations. So, you know, mm -hmm. have an understanding of what we deal with yep. uh, on a daily basis. You know, so one of the things that really brought Glenn and I together as far as building a partnership and working in Agrisphere is he's got tremendous operational background. He's got a lot of knowledge on not necessarily how it should work in theory, but in reality, how is it actually working? And more importantly, how are the employees behaving? How are they responding? How are they, you know, 
reacting to policies, procedures, safety regulations. And so when I had the uh, pleasure and opportunity to, to meet Glenn um, and we had the chance to start working together, uh, he actually joined Agrisphere as a, as a contractor, assisting me in some of the things that we do. Um, and what we do is, is fairly widespread. It's, it's pretty diverse. It's kind of complicated and somebody, you know, uh, can't necessarily just walk off the street and do everything we do, as yeah. you well know. Um, and so, you know, seeing Glenn had that background and was willing and interested to try and, you know, grow into more of a managerial administrative role and take kind of a totally different approach with that knowledge and experience. It's, it's really been a, a home run for our company. Um, you know, our customers really relate to what he does and how he does it. And more importantly, the, the folks out in the field that we're working with every day, um, you know, that's where the rubber hits, hits the road and he's excelling at bringing those messages to those folks and really get that buy-in. Wow. And it sounds like, uh, the, the partnership as well as, uh, the, the way that you guys work together, uh, uh, how many years is that? Cause it seems to me that you guys seem to be very, very connected. <laughs> four years. Yeah. Just about four years. Um, the way Agrisphere has kind of developed our team, which is a very small team, very specialized uh, team, is bringing them on as contractors. And they may have some, you know, past experience or some expertise or, or knowledge that they're bringing to our team in those key areas. Uh, but over time, what we like to do is develop uh, contractors who maybe are looking for a new career opportunity or a full-time opportunity, um, maybe who had worked for previous larger companies and are looking for more of a, you know, a consultant type of role, um, and then bring them on and teach them how to do things in our way, how to interact with all of our other products, how to interact with our software, how to really tailor your approach for our target customer, which happens to be commercial agriculture operators. Um, you know, and that's its own niche in and of itself. So there's a lot of understanding that mentality, that business model, how things work, nomenclature, you know, the language of that particular uh, niche in the industry. Um, but again, a lot of that Glenn had already uh, checked off the box, having that excellent previous experience and has really grown into uh, a safety manager and a leader in our company uh, with our customers. Wow. And just on the uh, the, the back end side, just trying to figure out when you're uh, in the mode to grow, uh, being so niche as you guys are, how do you uh, determine, all right, this is something we want to do and we could grow into this and it fits us and something that you're like, mm, I don't know if we could do this, but let's give it a shot. Do you ever get any of those all the time <laughs> yeah yeah all the time so backing up one one minute and this should add a little clarity you know then i can answer your question more effectively sure. so what does agrisphere actually do um in short we're a full service professional consulting firm that specializes in occupational health and safety as well as preventive maintenance and food safety food defense compliance for commercial agriculture. We also offer a proprietary in-house developed 
enterprise management software platform that offers a lot of functions and features, learning management, uh, mobile forms management, task management, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when we work with a customer, um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, Mm -hmm. whether they're a software only customer, whether they're a service only customer, whether they're a safety customer, whether they're a preventive maintenance customer, or maybe they're all of the above. And so we're trying to implement everything. So back to your initial question, it's a very, it's a very um, inclusive product suite and service suite that we offer. So uh, we tend to lean more on and instead of or. So, (laughs) you know, can we do this and that? (laughs) Typically the answer is yes. The biggest factors for us to make those determinations, though, is does it really add value for our customer and does it reemphasize our model? If it's something that's so far out in left field that it's going to be completely not indigenous to anything else that we do and we're going to have to onboard maybe a third party or a contractor or something to try and make this service work, sometimes it's not worth it. But for the most part, most of the things that we offer, uh, we don't do everything. We're a small company and a small team. So we rely heavily on our channel partners, third-party manufacturers, uh, OEMs, vendors, um, third-party consultant companies with whom we work and partner, you know, that may be focused in, say, automotive and don't necessarily work in agriculture unless they are working for Agrosphere. And we bring those certified safety professionals or cost individuals over to support Glenn, for example, doing a safety audit. So we try and find very um, creative ways to do more with less, as long as it it integrates efficiently, if you will, in our universe, if that makes sense. And it's not too far in left field. Are we going to be doing, you know, engineering stamping on skyscraper drawings, you know, and signing off on that kind of thing? No. But, you know, would we be able to do time weighted uh, average studies for, you know, dust exposure or other industrial hygiene type of activities, even though we don't necessarily have an IH on staff? Absolutely. And we do those types of things all the time. Wow. And the uh, the growth model seems to be um, maybe generated by customer need. Well, yeah, since COVID put a, put a stop to things, you know, as you know, but then it's been picking up ever since. So, you know, we just got our fourth one today. As a matter of fact, he came in and signed the papers. Which we fourth employee. Fourth employee. Wow. Congrats. But, it's a, it's, it's, there's not enough of us yet to go around, but we're trying to fit everybody in. And luckily all of our clients that we have are, you know, good people to work with. They're willing to work with us as we create their programs specific to them. Yeah. They're definitely partners and highly involved in the implementation and onboarding and just general success of what we do across the board is as our customers. Um, but you know, what's unique for us and Glenn hit the nail right on the head and that's COVID. Um, you know, prior to COVID we had 
far more um, interest and engagement from our industry on the service side. So field audits, uh, safety training, certifications, uh, programmatic support policies, procedures, things like that. Um, Post-COVID, our software side of our business has really ramped up in terms of demand and um, the way customers are expecting that kind of toolkit those types of solutions to be a part of any kind of safety program or management program in general that they're onboarding. You know, when they had to send everybody home and realized, well, we can't track everybody's compliance and safety training with everybody at home. Um, You know, we can't do our Friday shut down the plant and bring everybody together to whip it out kind of uh, solution anymore. We have to uh, rely more on technologies and systems and that's really changed the nature of our engagements and the kinds of conversations that we're having with customers early on in, in our sales and, and kind of our relationship building process. Hmm. That sounds like a, like a winning formula would be for you to really know how to listen to what the customers are saying, understand what they really need. Not Sometimes they say things, but they don't know what they really need yet. And you, you know how to interpret that. And then putting that into some sort of either product or service that uh, could make your company grow better. So we work with, you know, a pretty diverse clientele in terms of the size and complexity of the business, everything from companies that have, um, you know, just over the OSHA compliance requirement of 10 employees to companies that have upwards of 2,500 employees. Those differences in our clients' organizations obviously change their demand, interests, and requirements in what services we provide. For our smaller, less sophisticated, um, more uh, hands-on companies that don't necessarily have full-time safety professionals or an existing or strong uh, actual implemented existing safety program, if you will, um, they may get more benefit initially working with us on the field side, doing the audits, helping them with their safety training, um, and spending a lot of time on their actual programs. A lot of times in our industry, we find clients may have a three-ring binder filled with policies, procedures, things like that. But the person that photocopied them or printed them off the internet is no longer around and it hasn't been looked at in the last 10 years. And they couldn't even tell you what's happening. Absolutely. And unfortunately, when something actually happens, an incident actually occurs, um, that's, you know, going to be called on the carpet. And it's a part of uh, their liability and their exposure, as well as, you know, trying to be a tool to help train and educate and balance the safety with the employees. So there is a tremendous amount of value in going through that and ensuring, essentially educating the stakeholders of our customers, making sure they understand the ramifications, the requirements, what OSHA intends, what OSHA, you know, is requesting here, and how we may need to work with them to change the culture, change the behavior, update the training, modify um, physical controls, uh, modify the administrative controls, so on and so forth. Um, And that usually is 
a kind of an ongoing process. Um, the priorities tend to shift a little bit as time goes on. Uh, we always start with the more severe issues, uh, the things that are more um, IDLF type of uh, subjects, such as, you know, lockout, tagout, anything involving electricity, working from heights, rolling stock, those types of things. Um, but, you know, on the other side of the coin, the other end of, of the spectrum, if you will, of the kind of customers that we interact with. Now we're talking about companies that have, you know, upwards of hundreds, if not thousands of employees. So they've got uh, a, a full-time safety team, you know, certified yeah. safety professional, people with uh, college degrees in occupational health and safety and industrial uh, safety and health. So, you know, for them, they don't necessarily need the education. They don't necessarily need the handholding, the implementation, the, you know, the, the argumentative back and forth. Well, this is why you should do this. And this mm-hmm. is why, you know, the benefit is and what happens if you don't. Um, what they're looking for more is uh, support and tools to make their jobs easier. So on the support side, for example, you know, and I'll, I'll ask Glenn to talk about that a little bit. Um, we can come in and, and provide mm-hmm. a large scale training, uh, full-blown training engagements that are planned at an enterprise level, pulling in people from multiple locations, running through, um, you know, a very organized, efficient manner to get things done like that. Um, And then on the tool side, kind of the uh, software to track and manage, uh, facilitate online training, self Uh, directed learning of employees using videos, uh, quizzes and exams, uh, as well as all the other records keeping for live and in-class training that is either provided by that company and their professionals on staff or, or, you know, their safety team or third parties such as Agrisphere coming in and training their their employees. But we do a lot of that and that's kind of become uh, something more in demand the more that we yep. do i would say so like for example we like had a, a, um, would that be an add-on service like when you do the actual quote you give them a quote for uh, let's say the osha walkthrough and then you would you do the quote that say if you also need training we'll add this on at a certain rate and okay yep. a la carte Yeah, there's basically three buckets of service that we provide. The first is the field service. And so that would be the OSHA uh, or, you know, not just OSHA safety audits. We also do preventive maintenance, uh, equipment condition audits. A lot of times we've got customers that are buying and selling facility assets like grain elevators, for example, and we can come in and provide an assessment of the quality of the equipment, the state that it's in, um, those types of things. So it's there's a, a lot of services that are fit into that bucket, but um, most of that is kind of a one and done scope. We've got a clear scope of work. We're going to come, we're going to perform the service, you know, whatever that might look like, whether it's a forklift training or a health and safety audit. Um, And once we're done, we'll deliver the information to you. The second bucket is content. And that includes everything from policies, procedures, full programs, templates, uh, forms, permits, um, essentially anything that you could think of that you would need to, say, stand up a OSHA compliant, comprehensive 
company-specific program on pretty much any safety and health topic, as well as preventive maintenance and food safety topic that you would need. Um, that also includes training. So we've got a very robust uh, training lo- library that includes PowerPoints, videos, quizzes, exams, live training packages and presentations, um, hands-on uh, verification of understanding, uh, documentation, checklists, sign-in sheets, you know, the, the, the list goes on. Um, but that content bucket usually is uh, incorporated with the third bucket, and that is our software and our technical solutions. And that is um, everything that we do essentially in the first two buckets, uh, field work and content, we try and ultimately dump into the third bucket for a customer and deliver to them everything that we do preloaded ready to go. They don't need to do any scanning. They don't need to put anything in their files. They literally have us come out. We do the training. And then when we're done, they get all their records uploaded, ready to report, track, and get uh, added to as time moves on. So try to be as, again, simple and turnkey as we can based on each client's needs or level of capability internally or um, level of knowledge or understanding of what needs to happen. One of the things that we want to make sure is we don't leave any of our customers kind of hanging out to dry by doing something and then not fully walking them through the remaining process of what they need to do. For example, if we do an audit for them and we generate a report and deliver that to them, they need to be very understanding of what now needs to happen to address those issues, perform corrective actions, you know, document the fact that they're following up and acknowledging all these hazards that we've identified because failure to do so puts them in a much worse position from an exposure and liability standpoint than before they even had us come out to do the audit. So, so there's a, a lot of, a a lot to this approach and it's different every single client and every single customer to your point, Sheldon. And I I do see like, uh, like those that are, that are listening to this, either they're the safety consultant for their company or they want to do this for a business. So I always uh, try to get them to, to think about, uh, and and just as a, a digression to the, those of you listening, I um, my biggest people uh, always say you're 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 training your own competitors, and I'm like they're not competitors because literally there's so many people, there's so many businesses around the world, and this is a global show. So around the world, how am I going to be competing with them? You know, so it doesn't. I don't. My mind doesn't compute that, compute like that. How I'm thinking it is, we're all out there in our particular discipline to help people stay safe and to keep them in compliance. So that's, that's my, my mini digression there, but it, it seems like, um, like with you guys and the, the way that you, your, your approach to the business side of the safety consulting, um, aspect is, uh, you want to think ahead for the client and then, uh, it, whatever question they're going to ask, you already know the solution, or at least you could try to get that solution for them. So that would lead me to, okay, that may lead me to say, uh, you, you probably are going to be working with more of a, a service contract than one-off things. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, particularly on the, on the software side, you know, talking, 
from a, just a pure business model standpoint on this, um, you know, when we first started out, Agrosphere in general, my, my partners and I, we looked at being just a pure consultant, you know, consultancy service company. The issue with that is, as I'm sure, you know, you and your listeners can appreciate is that it's either feast or famine. Typically, you either have too many projects that you can't get to and you got to turn away business, which may mean you won't get another call in the future. And it's just bad in general. Uh, and you can't necessarily go out and find somebody that you trust that you can hire as a contractor just to do this one, one project. So you wind up having to turn away opportunities or, you know, it's an off season, like in our industry, agriculture, we're very seasonal, you know, so during harvest, during planting season, we're going months and months without a paycheck because, you know, our company, our customers, our companies in our industry are busy doing their jobs and they're not going to be hiring the safety consultant or the project manager or the, you know, the, the prevent a maintenance consultant or what have you. So how we were able to bridge that gap is the software component. The problem with the software component is that it's extremely expensive if you want to do it proprietarily. If you want to bring, you know, some kind of software element or aspect uh, in terms of a solution to your customer, in today's world, there's a lot of opportunity to do that and it enhances your, your practice as a consultant. But it doesn't necessarily generate the uh, gap filling recurring revenue that your practice would need in order to grow and sustain yourself beyond a single person putting a shingle out and, you know, doing what you can as a consultant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of made that decision early on. And by let me I'm here to tell you, you know, we're on the brink of bankruptcy. COVID was not our friend. There's a lot of challenges uh, associated with trying to come up with the millions of dollars that it truly absolutely in this world takes to build software that's going to be able to generate revenue for a service company. And so, you know, it, it, there's a lot of options. You can find third-party solutions. There are companies out there that make safety management software that you can white label, possibly rebrand, those types of things. But very little opportunity to really tailor fit a solution unless you're going to build it. And yeah. if you're going to build it, you got to be ready to buckle up, you know, whatever your dollar estimate is, add about two more zeros, three more zeros to that, and, uh, you know, and get ready. Um, so, yeah, now from a business model standpoint for us in our industry, they're really there's quite a few consultants out there that do kind of what we do. They're, you know, a guy in his truck and he comes out and he helps the co-op and he does what he does, uh, safety training here and there. We also have, um, you know, different entities in our industry that are not for profit that provide some level of safety services, very high level, not bespoke in any way, shape or form, not specific to that company, but, you know, is a good starting point. Um, but nothing like what we do and definitely no safety management software solutions that really focus on the, the activities and uh, requirements indigenous to our industry. I, I mean, lockout, tagout, every industry, but there's very specific practices in grain handling, for example, that you must follow with, you know, regards to uh, grain storage structure entries, permit required construct, you know, uh, permit required uh, 
confined space entries, etc. So, yeah. yep, exactly. So having the knowledge of building that all together and integrating it in a way, in a package, in a formula that makes sense to a 65 year old, you know, grain elevator operator. That's that's the the challenge, the opportunity the frustration and the bane of trying to build software to fit what we're doing specifically for the types of services we're providing. And so I I challenge anybody out there, you know, if you can do it, it's definitely going to enhance your business. It's going to take it to the next level. Now you're talking about becoming a true software as a service, integrated service provider, you know, with recurring revenue potential, those types of things versus just providing a human service. But it's a whole nother magnitude of complexity and cost as a business uh, model in general. Yeah, that's true. And uh, if you can, even, you know, the white label um, side of it, uh, it does help you. And those of you listening, it's going to help you if you want to try to sole source something, if it's a choice between you and a competitor to one client and you have something that this competitor doesn't have, such as. Uh, a software system or even a training or something similar, then you could actually come up with a sole source letter yourself to say, I could do this above my competitor and therefore give you the opportunity to get that bid, get that job. So Absolutely. Most of the companies that are going to be looking for recurring service engagements are going to expect some level of enhanced reporting, transparency, records keeping, something beyond, you know, emailed spreadsheets or PDFs, um, you know, something that's going to actually enhance and make it easy for them to take that information and integrate it in whatever records keeping system they're using. So some kind of touch point, even if you keep it simple um, in the file transfer or um, uh, portal if you will, the the access portal space um, makes sense. I mean, even now, accountants, lawyers, um, doctors, they've got customer portals where documents can be shared, things like that. And those types of solutions exist out there pretty readily. Um, But that's very basic. There's not a lot of intelligence there. There's not a lot of customization. So could you get something going relatively quickly? Absolutely. But, um, you know, then you got to gauge how much cost do you have in it versus how much can you resell it versus how much value there is and um, go from there. But yeah, having that feather in your cap as a as a safety consultant is definitely almost a requirement i would say in 2023 even if you don't have aspirations to be you know the next commercial agriculture sap like like we do <laughs> yeah 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 so if you guys were well, going to give a, a tip oh go ahead glenn i was gonna say uh one of the things that i i can bring to that table with with regards to what Frank said is we had a client last year that, you know, I think I talked to you about it. It was an amputation. And within an hour we had, every, they had every piece of paperwork documented, everything that OSHA required sent to them off just because of his program. So there was no searching in three ring binders. There was no looking for training records or you know, emails. All that was done. It was all in one client portal, which he, you know, this is his bread, his, his baby here, I guess we'll call it. So, you know, yeah. it, it is beneficial 
not necessarily just for the training, but you know, you, you dealt with OSHA before as well. They when they want their documents, they want their documents and within four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Within yeah. an hour, they had every document requested oh that's awesome and that does put you pretty much above uh other competitors in most cases uh one of the questions that that just came to me is uh, i tell most people it's easiest to start your business with compliance things because that's a driver it's always a driver with compliance and then later on you get them your your client repeat business and my my model for repeat business is try to for x a relationship meaning if you get them the first time with a, a job or a service then do your best to see if you could come back and do another job or service and even if they refer you to someone else that could be a third time but i say in order for those to to ebb and flow the the uh the peaks and valleys yeah a lot of the things that really would help you is repeat business uh getting customers back is that uh does that hold true to what you guys are seeing as well? Oh, absolutely. I, I, so first and foremost, with our business model, particularly with the software, we're signing long-term multi-year agreements with our customers. So, you know, even though we may front load, say, audits or certain training activities, we do have a recurring element. Then maybe every two years during that service agreement, we perform follow-up audits or, you know, every year we're doing uh, whatever is the current training requirement. We're coming and doing the annual training or whatever the case may be. And uh, that's that term is being, um, you know, really dictated by the the use and engagement of the software. You know, that's the underlying recurring long-term element there. That being said, what we're finding is using that model, those three buckets, everything that I mentioned as far as right fitting and, and right sizing the solution for our customer, that we're actually growing by uh, expanding the, the amount of services and the diversity of services that we're providing to existing customers versus adding new customers all the time. So kind of exactly what you're saying. And, you know, the rule of four, the you know multiple of four is, is actually very telling from a realistic standpoint. In our experience is that we do one training and then, you know, even, even though um, that training's done, we're getting invited back to do this or that or this or that. And and, uh, you know, it's it's being uh, very easy, if you will, once our customers see the value of the initial touch point, it becomes a much different conversation. And they're the ones asking us to come back and do this. Once they see how it all works with our field work and our content and our software and they say, I like this. This is easy. Now, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And we've had more cases of customers at different levels within organizations being, you know, said, hey, if you're going to have Agrosphere do all these things, then why do we need Billy and Tom? <laughs> you know, so we get we have to be very careful of, of that, you know, um, so we don't necessarily put our own. Uh, champions out of out of a job necessarily, but at the same time, that's that's very normal and typical for us. Our industry is very uh, 
antiquated, uh, very archaic in its mindset and its look at technology and business practices. Um, it's getting better. It's really a generational thing. Um, you know, it's as much an art to manage grain and commodities in this industry as anything. And uh, the older generation really took that to heart. The newer, younger generation is more systems oriented, wanting data, wanting dashboards, wanting key performance indicators and reports and to see things, not just intrinsically understand it. And so, um, you know, it's really boding well for what we're doing. But at the same time, we have to be uh, very willing to still work within the framework of the old ways, if you will, and and, you know, bring that into uh, kind of the new method of doing things. And, and yeah. it's a, sometimes a painful process of change for our customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially since um, you first mentioned that a lot of your customers, uh, the the smaller ones, are are just really happy with simple. And then when you have to explain to them that you know simple will work for certain things, but then if you want to advance, and I guess part of your education would be. Uh, here's the compliance component. Here's how you could advance your business if you could help me help you. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It, there is so much an, ancillary value that is developed by having a more sophisticated safety program. I mean, there's so much crossover between, you know, your preventive maintenance, your operational efficiencies, your downtime, uh, not to mention obvious, the obvious things with, you know, your insurance and all of your uh, workers comp and all of those direct cost things. But once you get data, you can start to really break down and analyze the indirect costs of safety and show the impact of time off, you know, uh, time, time, uh, is a time impacted uh, injuries. You know, time, yeah. yeah, lost time injuries, work loss injuries. Yeah, and how that has an impact in real dollars and cents on your operations. Yeah. Yeah. We just had a class on that. And so, was so there's a lot of opportunity for these solutions, you know, I think in pretty much every industry. Uh, we just happen to be in one that's about 20 years behind the curve. Um, and we're we're rapidly catching up. And again, that's very generational. Uh, COVID had an influence on that. You know, a lot of people uh, that have worked for 40 plus years in our industry took that cue to retire and didn't come back from the work from home. You know, and so we've got a lot of newer, younger managers that are expecting to see things on their tablets and their computer screens, not sticking their you know finger in the wind and getting that pain in their yeah. left knee, you know, when it's time to sell grain. So, Oh yes. Yeah. Those are, those are some of the old school stuff. Sometimes, you know, they're dead on, but you can't quantify it. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you transfer that? How do you trans- translate the pain to being, you know, this thing? But, oh man, thank exactly. you guys so much for being on the show. Please tell everybody how to reach you. Absolutely. Our website is www.agrisphere.com. And you can reach us at info at agrisphere.com, as well as our toll free number, which is 1 844 424 7747. 
All right. Yeah, I have to look for prompts too with stuff like that. I'm like, hold on, where is that? <laughs> I have it written on the wall over here because I won't remember it off the top of my head if I don't. There you go. Oh, well, thank you so much. You guys are really... <laughs> Uh, open up the hood a little let everybody see how how the business runs and then told about the service side so i i'm sure the audience will appreciate that and uh thank you so much thank you thank you this episode has been powered by safety fm The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.